I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, what's it like? What's it like to see the moment? To feel yourself growing. This is greatness that I'm showing. Close your eyes. I'm still glowing. Close the door. I'm still going. This is grand business. Have a seat and be a witness. Hey, what's it like? Welcome, 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 everyone, to Strictly Hoops with CJ Miles. Rate and review and subscribe and all that Every, fun everything. stuff on yes on your everything. podcast platforms and on YouTube. If you're watching there, muchly appreciated. Do press that like button, subscribe. It's always appreciated when you do stuff like that. Um, if you weren't aware, the track that you're hearing at the beginning of the episode, mm. it is Mass Fresco himself. What's yeah, we didn't like? just. We didn't film me in the studio, just <laughs> we didn't stage it. That's actually um actually myself and some of my friends. We do that from time to time. I like the song. Thank what's you. it like? Thank you. It's beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You were a principal yeah. recently. Yes, I was a principal for a half a day. <laughs> half a day. Half How a did day. that go? How did that go? It was cool, actually. Um um it was one of those things you don't really know what you're going to get out of it to after you do it you know like I knew you know I was going to enjoy being around the kids and you know it's always fun to go do stuff like that but it's just where I am now like what I got out of it it, it was just kind of it was a uh, it was more filling than the normal ways you do it and it teaches you a lot of and things you would like to do things you would like to do with your kids or teach your kids or things you would like to help with all these things got pointed out to me and you get kind of put behind the scenes with numbers and the way they approach the day and things like that. And it was really cool. How did it come up? Why did, why did it happen? <laughs> so this, 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 the, um, the school um, is in my old neighborhood where I used to live, where I grew up. Um, so the middle school, they built it after I was out of high school. So it's a newer school, but um, my sister and the principal uh, knew each other. And I've been working with the school from afar. I have been doing like just fundraiser stuff, helping with Thanksgiving, stuff like that with this, just because, this is one of the things I, I try to do. Um, I don't like to talk about it because I don't think you should talk about it. You shouldn't do it to, to talk about it. But that was the I've had a relationship with the school for a while now. I'm sorry to bring it up then. My bad. No, 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 no. I just saying <laughs> it just, you know, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm I'm kidding. Um, did any kids get sent to the principal's office while you were acting principal? No, they got a little leniency because I was acting as principal, yes, right? Because yes. now they, they, I'm not the principal they see every day, so they want to stop and talk. So it's like, like when the substitute teacher comes in, the class gets rowdy. Yeah, yeah. So I had to, you know, escort a couple people, write a couple <laughs> notes, write a couple notes. It was, I was official though. I had the walkie-talkie. I had everything. I was. That's amazing. <laughs> um, and there was the real cool thing though. There were some guys I played against in high school and went to school with that work at the school also. So like that was really cool to see see those guys and um see how they were working in the community still and being around and that was really cool to catch up. Hundred percent. Um, yeah. one final thing, non basketball related. You did you see that um Adonis Drake's son was in uh, had a music video recently? Yeah, I did. I saw. Yeah. Well, it's it Adonis. Yeah, no, it's Adonis, not Adonis. It's Adonis, as my oh, wife is oh, telling me from the background. Sorry. That, that is that my that bad. is his name. <laughs> yes. You cannot. Somebody might kidnap you for doing that up there. You better get that right. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'd make another. <laughs> that's the that's the president up there. You can't do that. You gotta get that right. Yeah. No, but I saw it. I saw it though. Um yeah. It was it's pretty cool to see, you know, a kid to be able to, you know, follow his dad's uh see his dad work all the time and be able to do it and get a re get reception for it, you know. And so when does the Isaiah Miles music video come out? Is it soon? When he starts when he starts talking. Yeah. So as, as soon as you start, I'm gonna give him three words. As soon as he gets three words, we're just gonna repeat those three words. <laughs> Maybe it's just like a beat. beat. Maybe it's just a beat, and then you incorporate some of his sounds yeah. or something. Yeah. Just just sample him in, do it old school. Just scratch him <laughs> in on a record. That's true. But that dude, yeah, he sits in all. He sits in all the time at home. Actually, when I write and do and do music, though, he sits in there. He, he fell asleep. I told you, he falls asleep when he when he listens to me. I saw him I last week. I don't know if that's yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but. <laughs> Because your, um, your voice is soothing. That's why. I hope that's why. I hope it's not because he's bored. Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> yeah, real quick. I mean, yeah. he's going to get bored at some point, like every kid. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. Uh, moving to basketball things. So the Raptors, they have one more preseason game remaining that will happen tomorrow against the Washington Wizards. But uh, I mean, there are some things that we can take away um, as we did last week from what we've seen from the system, from the players, and also how some roles are being differentiated from previous seasons. So even focusing like specifically on Pascal Siakam, aside from the contract stuff, aside from all that money extensions, yada, 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 how is he being used differently um, from your standpoint? And um, I guess like, how is it helping him if, if it is in fact helping him be more efficient on off on offense? I think you, 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 especially us right now at the beginning, because we don't obviously don't know word for word what's being said to him about what they're trying to build. But I think the way it helps him, first of all, is it'll help you even more efficient as the year yeah. goes. Right. Cause it's not so much ISO, so much having to do it, just everybody, all other eight players looking at you and the guy that's guarding you, you know? Um, and then it's also going to allow more freedom at the end of games. So when it's time for us to be like, Hey, Pascal, go win the game. Cause mm. now we've got so much involvement with all the other guys in the game. But I think the biggest thing is it, it'll help keep pressure over the year. Cause that's a lot. It's taxing to play that way. And when you got night, when you got nights, you can almost pretty much get the night off because another guy's able to get 30. Cause we just took what the defense was given. Like if you don't care about those averages, which I don't, I don't look at Pascal that type of way, being around them. Guys can, guys are all-stars on winning teams with their numbers dropping four points. Like, it yeah. still happens. So, like, if, yeah. it's, if it's about that, if we, if we win 20 more games, you're still an all-star. You're the best player on the best team. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think that – I think it helps him in the long run for sure. I think it makes the game easier, less tax on his body. He had nagging injuries, you know what I mean, stuff like that, and you can get rid of that stuff. Yeah. And he mentioned that too the other day um, when he was asked about the Raptors apparently running a 10-man rotation. And he's like, you know, I think my legs will will be happy about that. To paraphrasing, but that's kind of what he said. Um, Especially what, the way he plays. Yeah, it's it's very physical, he's, it's demanding, yeah. it's running. And you want to get that that version of him as much as you can, no different than Scotty, yeah. which we'll get to in a second. Um, yeah. And it's been cool seeing him kind of focus in on the defensive end. I mean, you've told me, mm-hmm. we all kind of know that you have to kind of pace yourself in an NBA game yeah, when you are a high to. usage player. And so sometimes, yeah. yeah, you are resting a little bit on the defensive end because you simply have to, right? And your coach knows that too. Rather, yeah, yeah some nice. I'd rather you, if you... If there's two plays, you don't fully sprint back and you give me an extra 15 points, I'm going to have to deal with that. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like I think that's something we're going to have to we're gonna have to give you. I didn't want to touch on the extension contract stuff, but he is in uh, a contract year. How does getting less shots and being less of a feature part of the role, could that muddy things going into next offseason? Uh, I mean... Is it just like he's kind of shown that he can what he is and the player that he is um, as mm-hmm. a focal point on offense? But um, going from that to what he could be this upcoming season in a very in a fairly different role, um, and we'll have to see how things shake out. Like we're we're talking in preseason. I mean, you probably know too that during games, ten seconds left on the shot clock the ball has to go somewhere and people are going to deviate to what they know. And mm-hmm. that is give Pascal the ball and get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, is there anything that maybe a player might be thinking about in that case? I think when you're trying to get it the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I think right. I think right now I don't, I can't see. Cause like we said, he's shown who he is, what he can be. And like we just talked about, if he's a, if he's a best player on a winning team, if they're a winning team, then that money, the money's still going to be there too, because of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, we know yeah. you're a big part of why we're winning. Just because your points go down, put it like this. If you saw that we needed to win more games and what you had to do was take less shots and give up four points, that's a that's a thing too. Like I see that too, right? So that means mm-hmm. if I bring you into another situation that you will be willing to adapt what we're doing so we can be even better. I'm not just bringing in a guy that's only going to give me this. And that's all he's going to be able to give me. And I can't break him. I, can't, I shouldn't say break him. I can't help him. He can't help us. He's just going to be 25 points and that's it. But we don't get that if he if he buys in, right? Are all players at his level of his caliber? No. Are they willing to? Yeah, they're not willing to do this. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, there's guys not that caliber. Not, there's guys that aren't that caliber that aren't willing yeah. to do it. But those guys look at it different because it's like, this is the thing that's keeping me here. Like, I haven't got to a, a stage where I get that leniency, right? Like, I don't mm. get to not be the scorer because they brought me here, if, especially if I'm like sixth, seventh, eighth man, I'm 
if I'm a shooter or a scorer, punch off the bench, I don't get the leniency of like, all right, we got a couple more guys. I'm going to kind of, nah, you got to mm. still give me 15. I still need your 15. Like him going from 27 to 23 is different from you going to 15 to eight. Yes, yes, yeah. Coming off but, the bench, right? Yeah, but what about a player that is of his caliber? Maybe they're a former All-NBA. I mean, we're seeing how the trends are in the NBA. Yeah. And you again, you and I have discussed this, that um, as you get older, your role changes and there just isn't necessarily those number one option reps for every single player as time goes on. Um, and mm-hmm. if you're not willing to adapt, say, I don't know, let's call it James Harden, just like as an example, like if James was willing to play more off ball, for instance, and he was able to be a facilitator, um, a spot up shooter, a catch and shoot guy, and he was willing to do those things. Doesn't that kind of elongate your career? 100%. Yeah. James, James turned into basically a pure point guard. Definitely makes his career longer, right? There's less time on the floor, less time getting hit all over the place, just less taxing of a season. Um, And I think, and I also think guys want to win. Like, ultimately right so yeah we see the stack accolades and the money the contracts and stuff that come and like you think that's substitute for it. it's not you know what yeah. i mean because i get to do because it's i'm being i'm being recognized for being a high level player but me as a high level player now when i reach another status now there's things i want on my resume as far as like just as a basketball player which mm-hmm. is to win a championship i don't the accolades don't really matter now because i got them yeah and that's fine that everybody else thinks that but i want to win Mm. I mean, Pascal is showing that he can do this regardless of what happens with the Raptors. Mm. Um, it's got to, it's got to help his chances of, you know, just the amount of teams are going to be interested in his services going into uh, next season. I mean, the one after 2024, 2025, that season, like it just opens up options. So in some ways he's adding more elements to his resume showing that I can be this guy. I can be that player. I can, you know, work off ball. I can work off screens and that's another thing I wanted to ask you about is from the early sample size. And again, it's, I, you've mentioned it, Darko mentioned it today. You're not showing everything right now, but how mm. is he being used differently? How is he moving differently? How is he being challenged to operate from different parts of the floor? Um, A lot of them, they're operating in the slot more, especially for him. He's in the slot with like pick and rolls or like backside up screens. And yeah. like there's a, that, that's everybody on the perimeter. Though. All the wing guys are trying to put them in dribble handoffs and stuff that's happening right on the catch. Either it's off of somebody's drive and you're catching and driving or catching and going, or you're catching and there's a screen coming on your catch type things, mm-hmm. right? For spacing and constant movement. And you see that. And if those, if all those guys become good decision makers in, in that, they're, impossible to guard right like because all of them are two dribbles from the rim even Dennis Schroeder's two dribbles from the rim from out by the hash right yeah and then the other guys because of their length and their athleticism they, they're at the rim or they're able to get over the top get to the corner see the see the shooters on the back side and things like that mm. turnovers are a problem right now once yes, again I keep on saying my notes. yeah well, we got to go through all your notes, by the way. I, you got to empty the clip with your notes. Um, just <laughs> want to point that out. Maybe we'll have a segment at yeah. the end. You know, what's remaining on CJ's notes? But uh, <laughs> yeah, the turnovers are obviously a problem right now. And a lot of it, it seems to me, and I defer to you, um, it's guys trying to make the right play, but maybe the passing windows aren't there. They're just not used to the timing and they're still making their internal yep. adjustments on the fly. Yep. That's what I see. My two things, one of them is just too many guys jumping to pass the ball. That's the one thing. That's like a fundamental thing. There's so many <laughs> jump passes that guys get caught in the air and they're like, ah, and there's nowhere to throw it, right? Yeah, or they yeah. have to throw it and it gets deflected. But the other thing, yes, because no, you can tell right now, pace is being preached at those guys. Yeah. Like pace of play, getting up and down, moving from side to side, moving. And that pace, that sense of urgency that you want to play with, it's going to cause turnovers. Just especially in the beginning, because everybody's trying to because you might have a guy that's playing with that pace every possession and some guys aren't right. So that's leading them into turnovers. Yeah. I hear you with that. And um, that was something that came up today actually with uh, Grady Dick, which we'll get to um, in a moment mm-hmm. here. Um, but uh, it was Dennis and Darko saying that he's playing a little bit faster than he needs to. He's trying to make fast decisions, mm-hmm. but it seems like he's his frantic energy isn't contributing to smart basketball plays, even though he is willing and able to make those, you know, that's why they, they drafted him is that they felt like he was more than just a shooter. Uh, but right now things are just moving a little bit too fast. Yeah. He's, but the thing is, though, I love the pace that he plays with. <clears throat> yeah. Like, obviously, you got to learn how to play with it within what we're doing. But, like, 
the the thing I wrote down about him is that he plays with and a shooter for that to be one of your main strengths that has to be part of it. He's mm-hmm. got to play with that type of pace. He's got to be on the move. He's got to be going. And that pace allows him to crash the offensive glass, which he does really well from the wings, right? Because he does, yeah. he's always moving. And he's a good runner because of that. Like he plays with such a good motor. And that's going to translate to the defensive side too, right? Like once you figure out how to guard guys, it's not that he can't. And I'm not saying I haven't seen him. He's been terrible on defense, but it's just something that you know you got to work on when you come into the league. Playing with the most athletic and most talented guys you can probably see with a basketball. Yeah. Do you have anything else on Pascal before we switch completely to, to, to Grady? Or was that kind of kind of it? Elbow screens, curling to the basket, coming off down screens, iris and cuts. Um, his mid-range is might gonna is gonna shrink a little bit, those attempts yeah, in a good way. Because of the because of the ISOs. Yeah, because yeah. of the ISOs, he's not gonna be in them as much, but I still like him off the the catch and goes and the catching right into screens and handoffs that get him into that space. So they end up being ISOs, but just without so much time. Like yeah. quick decisions. Like I get you in that space and now you're on the move and you can make the decision. There was a play in the fourth quarter where uh, Dennis and Pascal, they're running in transition and they ran, it was an empty side. And I think it just happened. Um, you know, they just kind of read each other where Pascal set a screen for, for Dennis. And then it was a quick pass short roll. And now he's working in isolation along the baseline, spin move mm-hmm. bucket. Um, it's like those fast decisions that he's going to be challenged to make. Not that he can't, and it's gonna, it should lead to, to good things, but empty side stuff, it seems like is gonna be a focal point for when the Raptors are you know operating from the wing. And when you have Dennis, a constant downhill threat, you got, wanna make sure that under the basket is as clear as possible, just so you have that exactly. option. But the empty side stuff is gonna be pretty important to for, for the Raptors. Yeah, all the early stuff that gets to that, or just Scotty, Pascal, OG, even Gary Trent Jr., even Dennis sometimes, getting into an early back down that yeah. can turn into either their post or a pick and roll. I love all of it. And you see, we seeing a lot of it. Cause they, like I said, there's not a lot of sets right now. Like they're kind of playing within it. There's there's structure, but it's not a lot of like, you don't see play calls. You don't see guys pointing. They're just like, go get that guy screen him and let's just get into the actions we want to work on type things. There's out of bounds. Obviously we talked about that last episode, but right now the early stuff and really just getting feels for each other and mm-hmm. where they can operate. I don't want as many to go away. I mean, there are some players that I have, have just I such either. a fluid. No, it's 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 so yeah. fluid. It's so it's like majestic to watch. It's like yeah. the the area of the court where the most beautiful version of basketball I think happens outside of Steph Curry because he's ridiculous. You see it mm-hmm. when he hit yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so. like what? De'Aaron Fox was in his space, <laughs> right? And it was yeah, just a quick jab, go to the other side, matter. step back, and. He, Mind you, it was from 30, what, 31 feet? Yeah, it wasn't like close. It wasn't Holy close either. Holy <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Getting close. Getting better with age. Anyways, I don't want it to yeah. go away, but it uh, it might. But also, yeah. I mean, as we're talking this out, I mean, isolation opportunities, when he gets those from, um, I mean, free throw extended on the wing, uh, the MIDI is going to be incorporated because I, I'm excited to see him not have to operate in a phone booth anymore. The paint traffic, the shrinking of the floor mm-hmm. that, that teams did has been, it was a problem, but he still maintained, you know, being successful, being like, you know, 50% from the field. But anyway, I'm kind of rambling. Yeah, but the, uh, yeah, no, no. But the, what you're saying is correct. And the other thing is we still got to remember, this is Pascal Siakam. Hooper. This is this is preseason, right? Yes, like yes, yes, the yes. season's going to go on and there's going to be, he's going to have his time because it's what he, what he is. Like, and there's going to be times we're going to, it's just less time of needing him to carry it so yeah. much. Right. But there's still going to be a month where he's just mm. like, you know what I mean? It's just out of control. And the only thing you can do is just come in there and throw him the ball. Right. Like you don't stop that when a guy's got that going and can, has the capability of winning you games and, and bring such a threat. And when he's rolling like that, you let him roll until the defense starts just giving up everything else. Right. So we got to remember, we got to remember that, like, it's not something to be um, on such a high alert. like, oh, no, they're going to mm-hmm. change. I think it's just we have to do this first. We have to continue this base. We have to build confidence in all these other guys. We have to give these other guys a chance to know where their reads are because yeah. you can do everything. <laughs> <laughs> but they operate in two, two ways. Backdoor cuts, corner threes. This, so I need to show them where to be, so you can operate in all your ways. Man, it's a luxury to have someone as talented as he is that's willing to <clears throat> operate off ball like this. I hope the Raptors don't forget about that. Yeah. And then you got another guy 
who's just as talented and will be as talented with Scotty, who's doing the same thing, right? Like, well, let's pivot to Scotty then. We'll get back to Grady in a second, but that was there a nice go. little segue right there. So, <laughs> again, same similar question: like, how is he being used differently, and uh, mm-hmm. what do you like so far? Um, I like when we talked about this last year. I think so. I like when he's got mismatches right now. Whenever he's got one, there's no dancing around it. Like I'm going, it doesn't have to be pretty. I don't have to go in my bag. It's like, I got the advantage. I'm going shoulder, right hand, left, whatever it is. I'm just, I'm getting there. Right. Um, And then I think the same thing, he's getting his chances. Right. I, I like that. He's not being hesitant on shooting his threes when he's got a chance to, but he's being Scotty. He's handling his son, pushing these passing song. I think because he is such a good passer, he tries to make the greatest pass he can ever make yeah, a lot like you know what I mean yeah yeah and that's yeah. gonna that's gonna fade too because the turnover numbers are gonna tell him to stop right you know like mm. nobody else is gonna have to tell him he's gonna look up and he's gonna have six turnovers he's gonna be like man I gotta <laughs> take care of the ball right yeah. so um but I think that's one thing he's got but you can't double him because he sees over the doubles he makes great passes right um he's good down in the post his footwork looks good right now he looks looks agile looks healthy um and I think that's that's really really exciting to see because he can create just as much problem and havoc as Pascal can. Yeah. The turnovers are going to be an ongoing conversation, I think, with this team because of how different they're going to play. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah. Darko, Darko has mentioned that turnovers, I mean, they happen. Um, a lot of the best teams in NBA history, a lot of the teams that win championships, they're in the middle of the pack with their turnovers. And for someone like him, that's so creative. And mm. you don't want to, mm. you don't want him to lose that. You want to maintain that creativity, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but he's going to have to, to balance it, which is tough. I mean, is it just, reps essentially understanding timing and 100 yeah. it's just playing it's just playing now like it's just playing and we all we ought to know pace is going to create turnovers yes we just talk about this and we're and that's not even from the defense all the time right mm-hmm. it's just going to be turnovers the pace that you want to play that fast there's a fatigue factor that sets in at some point but even but just mis- miscommunication guys are just on high alert and they're trying to be creative too so it's not like we're running sets and trying to do the same things right that's why you got to drill these foundations over and over and over so you get some type of familiarity like this mm-hmm. space i'm in i i don't see one thing i see all four things that could happen so i'm ready for them because yeah. we used to talk about it with golden state as good great as they've been they will turn the ball over they will a lot, just a lot not and, and not and not and it's and it's not looked that negative with them because they're going to state, right? Because they win and they do and they make majority of great plays, but they will yeah. turn the ball over because of the way they play. There's such a freedom, there's so much pace, there's so much creativity. Things happen. You deal with it. Yeah. You, or what you defend is what you do. Like mm. I mean, you True. gotta be you gotta Get defend because now it's, it's extra possessions now, right? Yeah. Point five basketball. He was asked about it the other day, and he had said that. I mean, to me, it's like it's pretty simple. Um, he's simplifying. He didn't get into it, but he's like, either you shoot, you pass, or you you drive. Like it's that simple. You're doing that constantly. But have you seen anything, especially um, as an off ball player, um, within this point five system? Him flashing to parts of the paint, understanding where to go, making those screens on time. What have you seen from that standpoint? Just, just I think growing into the understanding of the freedom that it will bring and not looking at it like, ah, oh, I have to play this way. Yeah. Like approaching it like, all right, point five. So like, I got to be on the move, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I can create ways to get involved and make quick decisions. And, and I don't have to think about, man, I might not get it back. Cause that's the thing too. Guys kind of get, they haven't got a shot and they don't think it moves enough. When they play in point five, that ball moves. Everybody's got opportunity and you feel in rhythm even without taking shots when you get touches and you're a part of plays yeah so when the first shot comes it doesn't feel like ah i gotta launch right. it just because <laughs> i haven't touched it in four minutes right like sure he shot I think that's the three two. Oh, sorry no 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 go ahead i was letting it go anyway <laughs> yeah he he shot he, he shot pretty well from three so far um i mm-hmm. think it was well two or three minutes to look at it actually um but even when i was in in burnaby for uh the uh the inter squad game i mean he shot again he shot the ball pretty well from three and yesterday against the chicago bulls or two days ago whatever it was um it was two of three and you know some of it is he's a trailer other times like they actually ran a play for him to get a shot mm-hmm. from from the wing um between the the increase in touches for each player, even though it may be only 0.5 seconds and some players getting opportunities to have plays run for them to shoot threes that maybe they're not usually accustomed to, but they know that the ball's coming. 
do all these kind of things contribute to maybe a Pascal, a Scotty Barnes? And we know that both of them ideally do improve the three-point percentages. Um, do, do Does those kind of things help a player have better efficiency beyond the arc? 100%, just because of the, the biggest thing is the confidence that it builds, right? And, yeah. and knowing what kind of shots you're going to get, um, which improves the way you can practice them. Because now, even though there is creativity, we're still in a foundation. And like you said, you saw the X's on the floor, right? You know the type of spots we're going to be in to, to, to be creative out of. So mm-hmm. I think as long as you know you have a chance and you can be ready and you can be in the spots and you can understand what defenses are going to have to give up, it leads to the shots that that gets guys better percentages. Like, yeah. especially with the guys that don't want to really shoot on the move, right? So they can get there early, get their feet down, get their hands ready. Um, and then you got guys that you run in plays for now. Getting a play call for you is like the ultimate confidence, right? Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. mean you got to shoot it, but it raises your confidence level because that means they're thinking you're an asset to the situation right now. Like, a targeted asset. Like, you need this shot right now. I need one for you. And that, and that helps guys. Yeah. Is the shot different at all? Do you see anything different about it? Um, not well. I saw on his free throws. I saw him miss a couple. I saw, but I saw it looked like um his his elbow like on the way up. He's out, like, and then he's coming back in. It's not a straight in, and it could have been just that one because the camera angle switched and just allowed me to see it. And I was like, hmm, it was. I hadn't seen it before that. Right. Um, but as far as like just watching the flow of the game and the shots he's taking, I don't really see anything like like bad or or different that looks off or anything. He's like he's yeah. just making shots. There's a few guys that are out there shooting fast, but that's preseason. Like guys are just hyped to be on the floor, right? <laughs> like everybody feels good, so they think every <laughs> shot's going in. You know, it's like that's. But then not unfortunately. He does have a kind of a slow load. And I think that's okay. If he's able to manage that and he's at a a pace that makes sense for him, the three point shot, I don't think it's going to be a massive part of his game, at least not, you know, next season, but being able to hit the open ones and some of the shots that we're talking about, that's what we're looking for. He may only shoot, you know, two or three threes a game, which might be different for a Pascal Siakam because of their, their Mm -hmm. roles in the offense. Uh, Mm -hmm. But Again, just like, do you feel confident when you're putting the, the ball up? That's what matters. Exactly. That's all that matters. And I don't think it has to be a fast load for him because his closeouts aren't going to be fast. That's true. They They're going to invite it. Yeah. They're going to invite it yeah. in the beginning. So, like, I get to take yep. my time. And then with a slow load, if they do start closing out hard, I'm out of there. Like, I, I can see everything that's happening. So, I'm not. I think yeah. to, it's to his advantage right now as he becomes better and he wants it to be a part of his game, then you start working on speed. That happened, too. Andre Drummond, um, he was guarding Dennis and Scotty in pick and roll, and Scotty flared out to the three point line. And Drummond's like, I want to make sure that Dennis Schroeder doesn't go downhill and get a layup. And so he let Scotty shoot it, and he made it. You know, yeah. sometimes and they're going to play 20 games before they change it. Yeah. Before yeah, another yeah, defense yeah. changes it, like they're going to need a real sample size, or they're going to just be like, he's shooting it well right now. We'll be alert if he makes the first couple, then we'll change. But like his first one's probably going to be a slow closeout for the first 20, 30 games. hundred percent. Do you, uh, I mean, his energy level and this, his pace of play, as you mentioned, the tempo in which he's going is different compared to last season. Uh, I keep on saying it, I'm prefacing saying it's early days, but the keys to sustain that kind of energy game in game out, it goes to a lot of things that you're doing off the court. You know, mm-hmm. um, what we see on the court is a product of that work that you're doing off of the court mm-hmm. to make sure you can maintain that. Just things that he has to make sure he's doing to be able to do this in game 65, 70, all that. I mean, obviously, taking care of your body, right? Like, making sure. What does that mean? Staff. What does that no, mean? Getting with, the, <laughs> getting with the training staff. Yeah. Um, making sure you're on top of like your strength training. Like, there's in season strength training too. We're not saying you got to go in there and lift the weight room, but just make sure you keep yourself strong and keep yourself resilient throughout the season. Keep stuff um, just awake, alive, keep the body alive. And then the reps you get on the floor on off days and things like that, understanding the, where you're not overdoing it and it becomes uh, a problem. Like your practice becomes a weakness because you're overdoing it. Now you don't have it for the game, but at the same time, knowing Mm -hmm. the days you need to get real game type reps in and to keep that muscle fast twitch and keep that muscle working and doing right. So 
I think it's just a, a mental approach more than anything, just understanding. And then some of this is, is going to be new because as you're getting better and as you're climbing stuff, it presents itself as new. And it's like, well, I didn't, I never been in a situation where I needed to figure out how to play 35 minutes for 70 games. So this is new, yeah. right? Like, yeah. And it, you just, you just figure it out. And he's got a great staff that, that training staff up with it is great. The strength and conditioning coaches are great. Like everybody's welcoming and, and they're down to help us anywhere they can. So I'm not worried about that. It's just a mental approach to, of doing it. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to, I mean, nutrition, obviously that's, don't got to say it. It's really important. That's easy. And that's, yeah, nutrition is, yeah. I, that's why I didn't say it, but it's, it's easy too, because you got the team helping you. You got, right. you probably got a chef at this point. I know a lot of guys have chefs in Toronto now. Um, there's a lot of, there's a good group of chefs that kind of rotate between the guys that are really good. So there's great ways to help that out. They meal prep and do things for guys. So. You guys have like a preference between the chefs? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was curious. Like, like if you have like four chefs, you know, rotating between the team, they're like, oh, I mean, I want Gabriel over here for three months or something. Oh, no. So, I mean, like I'll say that, but they like a couple of guys that work for a couple of guys. It's not done by the team. They just, they, those guys just kind of oh, end I up see. in a circle. Yes, like, yes. yeah. So. Okay. Gotcha. And then one guy might only work for one guy sometimes. It's just, but uh, it's still a similar circle that happens or a guy leaves and then a young guy just inherits the guy chef, right? Like, cause he's the one that's open, right? In the city. Like, it's like that type of thing. Sometimes guys inherit houses too from other players. 100%. Cool. Yeah. That happened to me in DC. Bradley oh, Bill. Yeah? Shout out to Brad. You took yeah, his couldn't house? Find a place. Couldn't <laughs> find a place. And he was moving into another place and like, like literally let me just rent it short term so I could be in there for the year because they could have sold it, but they they held me down. That's nice. See, Bradley Bill seems like a great teammate. Yeah, he's a good dude. Whole yeah. family, Kamaya, all of them, they're good people. He's the third option on the Phoenix Suns. Wow. He's going to get the third defender. That's crazy. And, and and if he gets going and you switch the other guy on him, then the third defender goes to Kevin Durant or Devin Booker. Yep. Yep. It's going to be silly. I'm a go There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But then I would go in there and play Zone. <laughs> I just go in there and just play zone and be like, hopefully they just miss all their threes today. Just like we go stand in the paint and make everybody just shoot the ball, which is also not the greatest plan, but I feel like that's the, that's, gotta I got to do something different. Yes. I got to do yeah. something different, right? Like, yeah. even if 40% is great from three, at least it's only 40% chances they make, they make a shot on this possession. Exactly. That's my <laughs> logic too. Um, before we wrap uh, up yeah. on, on Scotty, I wanted to ask you about uh, players do they typically lose like four or five pounds in season, like from the day that they start the season or training camp to the day that the season wraps up? Are they losing a few pounds? During training camp, guys lose weight all the time. Yeah. Just because you're doing two a days, you're doing like, you know, like you lean out a little bit more. Um, and then you kind of get back and see you either get back a couple or it stays pretty close to that, depending on obviously the amount you play. Because even mm. the guys that are – because even working out – like when you're not playing still as a substitute for playing playing is a different animal right and you can do yes. all you can to maintain but it's not the same so i think guys definitely lose a little bit in training camp uh especially if you go to training camp with byron scott shout out to b scott <laughs> guys lose like guys lose like 50 pounds in byron scott's i remember some of those uh camp. those clips from from his his uh no hornet's case Okay. I'm telling okay, go, you because okay, i was go, there go, go. Yo, yeah okay I'm sorry, telling sorry. You I was i'm sorry That's my bad I'm i apologize please the floor I is yours a, so what was I it? Um, I showed up to my first training camp with him, Alonzo G. Shout out to Alonzo G. He's working for Minnesota Timberwolves now. He goes, we weigh in, right? And like 
every I would get to camp at that time. My my fighting weight was probably like 225, 224-ish. I would get to camp like 228, 229. Cause like, you know, like you said, you're gonna lose that. Yeah. Um, and that was like kind of like, and I was eight, nine years, so I had I had gotten my process down pretty good. I knew where I was at at that time. So we get into camp, right? And Alonzo's like, yeah, what's your way in? I was like, 228, 227. He's like, all right, I'm gonna go with you on the next way in. You're gonna be under 220. This is what he says to me before camp starts. Really? And I'm like, get, get the out of here. I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. He's like, bro, you're gonna yeah. be 215 by the time the season starts. I said, there's no way. No way. Get through camp. The last way in the camp, I am 217. Kid you not. What are you guys doing? Running. <laughs> True. It's literally but... Coach Carter. Like, so I'm gonna tell you, like, it's like when he was like, they kind of look alike too. Samuel Jackson. We didn't, work on, we didn't work on any plays. He's like, well, what, what do we do? He's like, run. So, what do you think we're gonna do in the game? Run. Right? It was literally that. But I would say this I do not remember getting tired in a game in that season. Mm. I will say that. I do not remember getting tired. Even throughout the season when you don't run as much, like the conditioning level that they got us to. And obviously, I played too, but like, where they got, I do not remember getting tired during that season. Yeah. Like, it was it was hell. Don't get me wrong, and it's probably the reason that Luke Walton retired. But <laughs> but I'm telling you, that was crazy. Like, I'm talking about defensive sits and slides on top of the running. We wouldn't touch a ball for the first 20 minutes of practice. Holy like, and cow. then when we touched when we touched the ball, that was a conditioning drill. Like it'd be like these full court sprints layups where the ball couldn't hit the ground like real old school like i'm talking <laughs> just a menace <laughs> yeah it was crazy but yeah we're a young team and he was he wanted to run that's what he wanted to do yeah so just like now we want to shoot threes so all you do is see guys shoot threes all practice this is what it is <laughs> Actually, it brings up an interesting point because people on media day, uh, Scotty has said that, you know, during the off season, he gets a typical question. What'd you do? What'd you work on? Yada, yada. And he said that he ran a lot, a lot of running, but at the same time, he put on like eight or nine pounds of muscle. People are very confused by that. During the media day. Yeah. He said that he, he worked on running. Yeah, during the offseason, he focused on running a lot more because he didn't feel like, you know, at the end of last season, uh, the previous campaign, that he wasn't in good enough shape to play the way that he wanted to and sustain yeah. it throughout his whole season. So he's like, I ran. But at the same time, further to what you're saying, he said he also added like eight pounds of muscle yeah, during the offseason. Off season, that makes sense, though. Like, first of all, running, but he's also running. running does, That's why it's confusing. Running, like, was he just, yeah, okay, go ahead. He lost fat. He lost body fat. We don't lose muscle though, right? So like, and running triggers, I forget the study. I remember reading about this, but running triggers, like it primes the body to be able to gain muscle. Like that fast twitch and that, that it does mm. that better than almost anything. Cause he's sprinting. He's not running long distance. They're doing sprint track work, like the stuff they're yeah. doing. And then he's lifting the whole time. And he's like 22. So he's still Wolverine at this point. So his body is just waiting for him to give it something, right? It's like- <laughs> It's just eager, like whatever you give me at the, like a body at that age. Yeah. Like when we're playing professional basketball already, that body is like it takes three weeks to program. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you know what I'm saying? I, you get that and, and it, everything can happen really quick. You see these guys change their bodies quick at that age. So he's that doesn't it's not foreign at all. Like, honestly. Okay, well, there you go, people. A lot of people were curious about that. It was confusing to them. No, no, it, ma so. it makes it makes sense because you, but you typically think losing weight, and yes, you lose weight, but like you gain muscle because you gotta think the the legs are the legs are gonna get stronger, so the legs are gonna grow, and yeah. then he's working out in the weight room, so like it, it it makes sense. It probably means that he also was in the weight room a lot, like he was training a lot. Uh huh. And it means he was eating. Oh yeah. It means he was eating like a madman because, like you said, at some point. Still, though, the burning from all the working is still going to make you because it will eat. If you're not eating enough, it will eat the muscle like you have to build the muscle again the next day. Yes. So he's got to eat like a man. He's got to be eating probably four or five thousand calories a day sometimes. Ooh. Yeah. Like if yeah, you're, if yeah, you're yeah, running, yeah. At, his, yeah. at his size, because his body at that size probably already burns. I burn three thousand calories on a light day at my mm. size sitting around and that's not even like doing the same stuff like that he's doing so like he's burning five thousand calories in a day easy yeah so he's got to be getting close to that eating lots of chicken in the summer 
in the summer, if you're running, playing, lifting in a in all in one day, yeah, and your 22 year old metabolism, he's got to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh he's getting after it on the on the dinner <laughs> table too. <laughs> he's got he's got to he's got to. <laughs> all right, let's get to to Grady. Let's go back to Grady. We started with him earlier, but um, we'll finish it off now. So yeah, you had mentioned that his defense is not good. Yeah, sorry, my bad. <laughs> No, I was saying we had a three-year-old distraction coming in. And I'm saying it was like, I was distracted by what you're saying. I mean, the Byron Scott story was pretty good. So kudos on that. The people want Um, more stories from you. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of them. They just have That's good because we have a podcast, so. (laughs) (laughs) True. But to Grady's point, I was not saying that he's bad defensively. I was just saying that's just something you know you have to learn. But see, I wanted to ask like, you, because it seems like he's making like uh, with some of the principles that they have in place. And uh, Darko has said that we haven't really shown a lot of our schemes at the moment, um, you know, doubling, you know, doubling the ball, just things like yeah. that. Like they haven't done any of that. But the principles, it seems like when it just comes to like making those quick shuffles left or right, uh, recognizing the weak side um, as the ball's rotating around to the strong side, he's making those moves. And then when on closeouts, he's reading angles really well. Also, I'm the person that's not a professional basketball player. So I defer to you. But yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah no so that's what i'm saying like there's just you just know that's gonna be a thing as the season goes that's yeah. gonna be the thing that keeps him on the floor or not right like that's what i mean by it. i'm not saying like that's what i was saying all the tools he has will translate defensively he's athletic enough fast enough quick enough smart enough uh has the length size you know what i mean but it's just different mm-hmm. and during the season he's not going to be playing against the guys that play in preseason no right now he's, he's playing against the 10th 11th 12th guys He's going to come in one time and he's going to have the six man of the year standing in front of him. Mm. Or he's going to have a starter that's in the back in with the second you in front of him at the wing position. A lot of wing guys come out early and come and and come back in. So that's, and you're going to learn how to deal with that. He's going to have to know his personnel. There's going to be guys he thinks they know their games or he thinks they, or because he doesn't know their name, he thinks they know their game. And that's not going to be the case. (laughs) Like that guy is just, he's waiting like you've been waiting. He's been waiting two years. You just got here. So he's already got an advantage of time, right? Um, That's what I mean by that. But still, with him, there's so much to love. The pace, the effort, the shooting ability, obviously, the ability to be able to be more in the shooter. You can see it in his game. You just got to learn how to pick his spots. and But that comes from playing. Um, Yeah. He needs playing time more than anything right now. And that's the thing. That's why the 905 is down the road, right? Well, I wanted to ask you about that. Um, naturally, I mean, most players, uh, a lot of players, they spend some time with the 905 or in the uh, G League affiliate if a team has one, just for that very reason. You want them to play. But I don't know. It just seems like they want to kind of keep him around. And right now he's, uh, as I've mentioned, you know, Darko, he likes to run a 10-man rotation. Now, before I say this, there are some players missing. Um, but if he's in, if he's able to make his way into that 10 man rotation, whether we feel like he should be in there or maybe it's because of front office, I don't know. They want to see him play this season, which I'm sure happens. Mm-hmm. Um, those reps are going to have to come, you know, inside games. And it might just be a five minute sample size compared to nine five time, which he's facing lesser competition, but he's playing more. It's like a, it's a weird balance that I want to get your, your take on. So one thing I'll say is, it's lesser in the G League, but it's still very talented. It's fair, still reps, right? It's still yeah. reps of our system, of our principles, of our things that we want to do, right? And then we can always time this. Like I remember when I got sent, when I was playing, it would be like, it was thought out, right? It wouldn't just send you away. And, you know, so say we're going, they're going on the West Coast swing and they knew I wasn't going to play. Everybody's healthy. Everybody just like, whatever, we're going to send you to go play. And then yeah. you'll meet us back here when we get back. Cause we're not yeah. going to practice a lot while we're on the mm. road trip. Um, we're going to be traveling. It's a waste of time for you. You're just trying to figure out a way to get in extra workouts. And that would yeah. be what it was when I wasn't playing, when I was on those trips, catching calves to the arena early, um, trying to get a gym on between on off days, things like that. You know what I mean? And it was just a hassle that we didn't have to have when I could literally be playing games mm-hmm. and practicing it and, and going over our reps and going over our plays and doing all these things. Right. There's only so many one-on-one games me and Ronnie Price could play back there. Like, <laughs> like it was just only so many. Um, and and that's the thing. So I think the 905 is super important. It's close. It's not like he's got to get sent down to Idaho or something. Like, right? Like, the, the, every team has a team now. It used to be three teams assigned to one, and 
like I got sent from Utah to Albuquerque and then the next year I got sent to Idaho. So I was nowhere near. Then they made the team in Utah and guys drove 20 minutes back and forth. They'd be at both games in the same day. Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. so now that we have that, take advantage of it. Hmm. So you think he should spend some time down there? If it was if he's not your call. If he's not, yeah. if he's not playing, he's going. Yeah. Is there I a benchmark one- for, for minutes? Like if he's right now, I mean, and again, I've mentioned this, the 11th and 12th man in the Raptors rotation or in their, whoever is looked at as 11th, 12th man, like, I think it's going to be a pretty talented person compared to last mm-hmm. season. Right. And so um, does it, is it like, how is the front office kind of balancing it? Like they want Grady to play six minutes of NBA action every night. Meanwhile, there's an opportunity to play 30 minutes in a G league game. Like it, it's kind of like, are you essentially just like valuing how much is this player helping us win games? Is that kind of 100, it? 100%. So like if we're trying to win and we don't think right now he's in the plans for that right now, if we can go five, seven, eight, ten games without him playing, send him. Yeah. Right? Especially if we got a home stretch and he can, we can send him on the – if the game is not on the game day, we can send him on that day. So if we play on Wednesday and the G League plays on Tuesday and Friday, send him. Yeah. You know, like, why not? Like, and it only does – it only builds confidence for him. It only helps him when he gets put in the real game. Yeah. Because now he doesn't get out there and you know, find a way to get the rest off. Keeps him in shape too, yeah. One hundred percent keeps him in shape. Even though the way he way he plays, I don't think he'll get out of shape right now. He plays so hard. <laughs> yeah, you like that about him, right? I love that about him. I love the way they, especially right now, for the position he'd be in for your team. He would be coming off the bench. He would be a seven, eight, nine, mm. ten guy. That's energy. That's a ball of energy, and that type of energy on a six game road trip in game four when that game's the back to back is lovely, right? It mm-hmm. changes the game. It gives Pascal energy. It gives Scotty energy. It gives them more minutes. They can sit out. Like you see him, he's in the front row in a preseason game, chasing down a loose ball. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, yep. that's not going anywhere. That's him. At least not anytime soon. <laughs> like <'cause> right <laughs> now that's, that's who he is. That's who he has to be. 19 years old. Oh, to be young. <laughs> the the jump shot hasn't gone according to plan so far. I think uh-huh. part of that is understandable. But from your perspective as also a shooter, what are you seeing? And what is he adjusting to on the fly? He mentioned um, adjusting to the court spacing has been, a, has been a challenge in a good way because there is so much more space. The spacing? Obviously, yeah, that's 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 the that's just getting used to the game being played a certain way. And like we talked about, knowing the type of shots you're gonna get and the more reps you get, and getting he's talking like physical but, court, like the court's bigger. Uh huh. Yeah, that's but what yeah. I mean. Like knowing yeah. where you are, and then speed. Right now, like you said, he's still amped up. Like you know, he's still in his first handful of NBA basketball games. There's a there's a adrenaline factor that just kind of like that plays into that that is gonna have to go from playing. Like you're just mm. gonna have to adjust, take a breath, slow down a little bit. You always got when you can when you can shoot it, you always have the advantage. So like you don't have to take rush shots. You can take one dribble pull-ups, you can take drives to the rim, you can find ways to get things. And then me personally, when I look at just this shot in general, it's a little flat right now. Like, and part of it is the ball. And he's always, he's shot like this when you watch him. He's always shot like this. And I think it's something that he's going to have to adjust going forward, to, especially with range and being more dynamic. The ball gets behind his ear, so it turns into a slingshot sometimes. Mm. So the distance that he's, he has to cover the distance from it going backwards, which is what's making it flat, because now I have to pull it forward instead of keeping it in the pocket in front of him. And it's just an, it goes into an arc right now because it gets behind his ear. It has to come back. He has to slingshot it like a slingshot does. And that's, what's making him flat. And and one of the things that I, that made me very streaky when I was young was I had the same tendency, which is why I can spot it. It's one of the first things that I look at watching shooters, right? Bad Mm. feet, pace, the the, the basic things for me. But that's one of the biggest things I noticed right now. And that comes from reps, strength, all these different things, right? Yeah. 
actually on that note, and maybe um, you have something to, to weigh in here, but uh, when I talked to OG in, um, in Burnaby and I asked him about going to Steph Curry's, you know, camp over the summer and he had said that one of the things that he learned about was you know the importance of game reps game speed during practice and there was a case last week where him and grady they were doing um pull up three drills pull up shooting drills you know come around screen uh crossover take a shot and the pace that they were operating at was like complete opposite where og was doing probably what he noticed and what he learned about at the at the camp where Mm -hmm. everything's you know hard dribble boom step back shot but then grady he was moving at a snail's pace Mm -hmm. you know and i wonder if that's on purpose so we can get like get the technique down because right now Things just aren't, you know, flowing the way that he mm-hmm. he probably felt they they should be. I, mean, I don't know, but it's got to change because mm. he's not going to shoot it like that in the game, right? Um, yeah. And that was one of the things that I that I had to learn, and I learned from watching Ray Allen, watching Kyle Korver, watching Derek Fisher, like those guys. They get after it, mm. and that was the same reason why, as I got older, I would be like, I would. Tell young guys, or ask a young guy to shoot me, not tell. I would ask, like, you want to shoot? I wouldn't tell them. I wouldn't say anything to them. I wouldn't do it. I would just, they would, I would go do my rep. And a couple minutes in, it's like, either you're going to get embarrassed or you're going to figure it out. Like, yeah, just, you know what I mean? And that's, that's how I go. And one of these days, they're going to turn that into a competition. And Grady's like, I'm not losing to that. Yeah. And he's going to figure out why he's losing. And it's because the speed he's going in, the reps he's going in, and not really because he's not going to get better until he starts to go yeah. at, the, at the faster reps. Could it be like a step backwards so you can take steps forward? I mean, yeah. So you just simplify what you're doing. Look at the yeah. reps then. Like if, That's what if, maybe it's, it's probably happening. That's what I'm guessing. Because yeah. he knows. I mean, like even the coaching staff too, there were coaches passing him the ball. They know that he should be operating faster and make I me, mean, I don't want to make anything about what I, what I noticed. It was just something that I thought was interesting. No, 100%. It was and awesome. it could have been just the day. It could have yeah. could have been tired. It could have been something, but it could have been anything, right? Like, man, we don't have the context for that, but I can't say every day it's got to change. I can say that though. I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying, if it is, it's got to change. Cause even OG was not like that. OG wasn't like that when I was there a couple hmm. years ago. You know, so like that's something obviously you learn, and that's something I really believe takes shooters to the next level is the the way they prep for it because mm. I, I got to be faster than the defender. We should text him, tell him you're proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> so he can. Side note, hold on. Speaking of texting, OG texting Dame Lillard, "Welcome to Toronto" is the most OG thing that OG could do. Yes. Yes. It was yes. hilarious when I saw, I could not stop laughing. I almost yeah. cried. Like, cause I was like, that is that to be in that situation to play around like that, that situation is crazy. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Everything we've learned about OG since he became a Toronto Raptor again, gradually, it makes sense that he would do that. 100%. Yeah. 100%. yeah. He's not, he's true to him for sure. He's him. He's, yeah. He's, he's OG. I want to ask you about the as we wrap up the pod here, um, the in-season tournament. There's a lot of conversations around how the players are going to perceive it, how much they're going to care. Can you manufacture caring more about a game in December when, or I guess November actually is when it begins, when the ultimate goal is still the ultimate goal, which is an NBA championship. And we've talked so much about how players, teams, they ramp up so they're peaking at the right time. And we're talking about this in-season tournament, the games start mattering um, come November 7th, and then the, the championship games on December 9th. So just your your thoughts on the concept and um, the NBA making this pivot. I, I'm, I don't know. Like, I really, I'm really still trying to figure it out, right? Like, yeah. It sounds, it sounds cool. Like, when it was on paper and you hear it, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And then you get, and the more you think about it, like, you start seeing what it could not be, right? What it could could just be games think, right yeah, it could just be games and i think what's the incentive right like what what does it really do it does it help so if it helps me and my chances with the nba championship it's different so like there's something on it that helps with seating or something later in the year if it plays a part in that which all games do right there's still games mm-hmm. in the season so you're hoping that guys are just like we're making it in a tournament but you still need to win these games for your seating at the end of the year anyway so we're hoping it's just carries into making the tournament better 
but I don't know. I think it's more for us than it is for them. Yeah, 100% it is. But I think the NBA is hoping that they they kind of found something. And the the concept is very popular in, in soccer. And so that's why, or football, that's why they decided to take this take this route. And um, there is some money incentive, but considering what some of the top tier players are making per minute in their <laughs> lives, I'm not sure if it's really going to matter. They get to go to Vegas if they make the semifinal or final. I suppose there could be something there. But again, I'm, I'm having trouble seeing why players are going to matter or they're going to oh, so put more weight into those games too. That's, that's the, that's for the NBA team coming in Vegas soon, huh? That's what they're doing. They're testing yeah. it out. T-Mobile <laughs> um, arena. Yeah. No. But I mean, I want to get the money for other guys though. Yeah. Like, I think if they know that they can yeah. get that money for other guy, I think that would be cool. Like, and, and it's still winning games. And, but mm-hmm. I still think, like I said, it's definitely for us more than for them. And it will definitely help certain fan bases. It'll it'll eventually create more different rivalries too. You cross other fan bases that aren't so classic. Like it doesn't have to be um, the 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 Chicago and Boston or the Boston and Cleveland. Or the, you know, it doesn't have to be those mm. teams. It can be up and coming teams being introduced to fan bases a little bit differently. Yeah, just looking at some of the groups because one thing I noticed is that. Um, and that is an appealing part. Like you want to see, you know, some of those Western Conference teams, the Raptors face them more than they do usually. Yeah. But it turned out that the Raptors, they're they're facing a lot of Eastern Conference teams. Like there's yeah. some teams that are in their <laughs> in their division that are so, is also yeah. in their their groups. So you're like, yeah, it's Celtics, Magic, Bulls, Nets. Those there's two yeah. teams there that are in their division. So they're facing them five times anyways. If they were able to mix it a little bit, and maybe that's the future of this, but I think there's more intrigue if you're mixing up East and West. It creates yeah. scheduling conflicts. I understand that. That's but, what I was about to say. Yeah, that's the only that's, thing that, that messes it up, right? The scheduling, because now, yeah. now you got to do that. You're gonna have to have guys flying back and forth certain places mm. and doing things. So unless you just like stop the season and meet in the middle in one place at some point and have like shifts, like um, almost bubble it, like have yeah. a group of, a group of teams here, a group of teams there. Uh, don't um, don't still mention the bubble. <laughs> it yeah, be yeah. I don't. You, you won't. You won't have to actually be in the bubble. I just mean the concept. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, want yeah. anybody having a nervous breakdown on me because, <laughs> like, and I'm not making light of that situation. I could. I wasn't there, so I couldn't. I'm glad mm-hmm. I wasn't there, honestly. Um, yeah. But I mean, but if you do it like that, like, and it's essentially that takes away the scheduling conflict and it gives rest because guys don't have to travel after every game. Because, like, when you hear Dame Lillard talk about the bubble, that's what he talks about. He was like, you saw so many guys play some of their best basketball because a discipline that they had to have during the season, they did not have to have anymore. They did not have to do the extra work on their body and figure out, or young guys that just didn't know how to take care of their stuff with the travel and hadn't figured it out yet. They got to play, ice, eat, and go sit down. Hmm. Wake up in the morning, 9, 10 o'clock, yeah. and do it again. It's like being it's like being at home in the summer, right? Like when you see guys in the summer doing this amazing fresh-legged, between the legs, dunks, all the stuff they're doing, like yeah. that's what you get. So maybe you know who knows. Yeah. So the take my is, ideas, we don't y'all know. Take my, y'all take my idea. Send me a check, by the way. <laughs> all right, y'all. Um, fun episode. Oh, any more notes? We gotta get the. We gotta empty the clip on the notes. Is there anything that we're missing? Uh, hold on. Let me grab. Let me grab the the infamous. The notepad. Notebook here. Yeah. Um... Go to chapter three. Yep, chapter <laughs> three. They 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 do a good job in transition, giving the ball up. They do. I've noticed they get off it. The guys don't over dribble it, and that's why guys are getting the ball back or things like mm-hmm. that. Um, the drivers really looking for the corners. They're really trying to get that, but by consequence, the guys that can really shoot it, Gary Trent, Grady, even Scotty, those they got to learn how to play the deep corner better. Like they're kind of there's a turnover that happened in the Chicago game. Who's driving? Somebody's driving and trying to kick it. To, I just lost the player's name, but I know they're trying to kick it to the corner because the guy helps. But because they don't play deep corner, they go up. It ends up being a turnover because the defender's uh-huh. able to turn and get wide and he throws it right to him. But if he throws it, if the guy plays deep corner and keeps drifting, the pass gets there. Or the defender doesn't even isn't able to help. So like we talk about the higher you are in the corner you make the court smaller. Right. Because the defense can be in a gap and be higher in the gap. It stops the drive. It stops the backside from having to help all these things. Um, that was one of the things. Still, 
very, very active hands, the team as a general. There's so much length. There's so many guys. Like, they just – that is um, – Deflections are next, goal. Yeah, my next, Nate, my next note was uh, pace a little fast, leads to turnovers. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, Grady's a uh, good runner, pace, rebounding. We talked about that. Dennis is a nightmare in the slot. Mm-hmm. When he's in a slot position with the ball – whether he's uh, rejecting a pick and roll, using the pick and roll, making a pass, anything in the slot, he is one and a half dribbles from having that ball at the backboard. And he changes oh, yeah. directions. He does, you know, the movies got where he kind of turns his back to him. And oh, yeah, he loves that. Yeah. He got his, but any of his crossbody crossovers, he takes that ball from like whatever hand to the next hand and he takes it down at an angle and he's just like a bullet. Yeah. And he gets there. Um, and then there was a thing about guys just um, KYP, knowing who they were guarding. There was possessions where guys closed short to guys that could shoot it, ran at guys that couldn't shoot it um, in both games. Even the game in Australia, like guys are running at Alfred Payton. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like things like that. Like, no. No, you're opponent, and, yeah. yeah. And when and when Alfred Payton has only been going to the paint the whole game, you're still running at him. Mm. So like, yeah, mm. it may happen throughout the course of the game because you're flying around, but like at some point, if this guy's attacking the rim and you jump or sprint at him, you gotta come out the game for that. It's the only way I can teach you. Yeah. Um, He's a terrific, then, by the way. He's a great. We gotta get this you know, higher he, up yeah, in the podcast. You gotta send great. me a screenshot of your notes before we start recording, by the way. I know. And then there was a play, <laughs> there was a play in the home game, I guess in the Australia game. They ran for Gary Trent Jr. coming out of the half, beginning the third. They got an open three that was really good. Show one of the show some of the types of plays he's gonna run. It's like Gary slipped out of a screen and got a flare. Um, oh, like I, a, yeah, a, I remember you talking a, a about Thad Young, right? Yeah, Thad Young, like a, yeah, a double, yeah. a double, double screen, double, double action play. Um, they ran that for Pascal Siakam too, and that's where he made yeah. one of his threes against Chicago. Um, it was a um, similar, similar play. Anyway, might as well go through the rest of them now. I'm almost yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Malachi looks good. Body looks good. He's getting some good weight, moving good. He was really good in the game at home in Australia because they got more minutes. Good hezos, good stuff he was doing. Uh, all 10 threes in the first half assisted, which is mm. big time. Like, yep. means guys are driving, kicking, finding um, too many jump passes. I wrote that. I literally, I never, that's in here. I wrote that down. Um, Brady Dick, he's uh, guilty of that. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then just the pace. Like, guys are just really trying to buy it. You can tell that they're, they're being drilled on it. They're being told, mm-hmm. like they're just saying, like, "Hey, we want to move that ball. We want to play. If you got, t- if you got space, you shoot it. If you can't, you pass it, you drive it. But we're not gonna hold that ball." And that's conditioning, also. Oh. And that's the end of the segment of CJ's notes. <laughs> <laughs> that might have to be a that might have to be an actual segment. Actually, um, that's that's pretty good. Those are it's not, those yeah, are awesome. not, I, I could, yeah, yeah, I could do that. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, anything you wanna anything you wanna close out with or we get to, um, to dip out here. Young guys. I know that even if y'all don't watch the podcast, any players that young guys, just keep going. Like the preseason is tough because everybody's everybody's learning and you have so much more to learn. You kind of get like, I shouldn't say pushed to the side, but there's some there's so much emphasis on other things that it's hard to break through because you're still trying to catch up to just the level of play. Not to mention uh, the system, the the new coaches' styles, and uh, like all that, you're just trying to catch up to what in the world I'm supposed to be doing every day, right? Um, so my biggest thing is just keep going, keep playing. It's gonna be nice. You're not gonna play. My first, my rookie year, we played the Toronto Raptors. My first preseason game, actually, I had. I remember this. My first two shots was the air ball, and the, and the second one hit the backboard like a rocket. Like right. And uh, then I went on in the game to have like 15 points, hit a shot that sent the game in the overtime at the buzzer. We ended up winning the game. I do not play the next two preseason games. Mm. So just keep that in mind, right? Like this is not about you at this time. This is about the unit. Things will become more about you as they start to see where things fall into place. So don't let that discourage you. That's good stuff. All right, bro. Um, as I've mentioned on the previous podcast, we will be recording every Thursday and releasing every Thursday. So that's yes, uh, that's going to be the deal. Um, lots more CJ to come on Yahoo Sports Canada Strictly Hoops podcast. Yes, I know. That's, that's what it's like. My, that's that my <laughs> my first game was really against the Toronto Raptors. That's I didn't I never thought about that. So right now we just talking about that. meant to be. 
<laughs> man, it's crazy. All right, y'all. Thank y'all. Press the buttons, like buttons, like it all. Do it all. <laughs> do all that good stuff. And go listen to the song. That's it. There we go. Peace. <laughs> eBay, what's it like? What's it like? What's it like to see the moment? To feel yourself growing. This is greatness that I'm showing. Close your eyes. I'm still glowing. Close the door. I'm still going. This is grand business. Have a seat and be a witness. Hey, what's it like? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.